Lady Samus is under fire. She sent an emergency directive. Join the fight. Calling all Metroid fans. If you've been dying for a Metroid podcast to listen to on the road to Metroid Prime 4, you're in luck. Introducing the Omega Metroid Podcast, the only weekly Metroid show on the internet. Join Andy Spiteri of the Champions Cast and esports personality Dakota the Rapture Lasky as they explore the world of Metroid and talk Samus, Space Pirates, and Nintendo every Tuesday. Finally, a show for Metroid fans by Metroid fans. Subscribe on Podbean and iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. See you next mission. By the one and only Allison Aletha. Al, how was your new year? Um, It was really boring, but I'm excited that we're in the new year and I can be all fresh-faced and all that stuff. But yeah, happy new year, everybody. Happy new year, everybody. Give yourselves a giant pat on the back. Uh, if you did nothing else other than just survive through 2020, that is a huge accomplishment. So like I said, give yourself a pat on the back. You deserve it. Um we still got some tough times ahead in 2021, but you know, with a new year comes a new, a new little ray of optimism. So I am excited to uh, hopefully be turning the page and getting into, uh, getting into some more happier stuff for this 2021 year. And maybe, Allison, maybe we can even get uh, really optimistic and hope that we'll get a traditional Nintendo Direct at some point in the year. I hope so too. And you know, this is. Not only positive for just life in general, but 2021 is going to be a good year for Zelda too. So I'm looking forward to Absolutely. that for sure. Yep, I think that we're we're going to have a busy year here on the Champions Cast, and we're anticipating. Uh, you know, we've got Zelda's 35th anniversary coming up, so there's going to be. I'm sure that Nintendo is going to pull out a bunch of stops and and knickknacks and fun projects that they've been working on for that. Uh, we've got rumors. Of remakes, of course, 2021 is the 10-year anniversary of Skyward Sword, so maybe we'll see something for that. Um, it is, oh god, it's the 20-year anniversary for the Oracle games, so that's unbelievable to me, and we're going to be covering those games uh, in a couple months when that anniversary hits. It's the 15-year anniversary of Twilight Princess, so we're going to be covering that game in detail later this year. So there's lots and lots of good stuff that is going to keep us going in the year 2021, but maybe the first thing that is going to happen in the world of Zelda in the new year is going to be Age of Calamity DLC, and that, my friends, is what we are here to talk about today. And uh, I think that, you know, I, I think that it's fairly imminent that we're going to get some kind of announcement with uh, with the, the announcement that we're going to get downloadable content for Age of Calamity. It makes all the sense in the world. I mean, Hyrule Warriors had just a, a whole smacking of, of DLC, right? So much that they, like, re-released the game as a definitive edition. Yeah, they had, I, I can't even tell you how many years, like, three or four years worth of DLC release over time. And and it was cool, because every time you thought the game was done, they kept coming back to it. So I'm kind of hopeful that they'll do that with Age of Calamity. It's just going to be interesting to see what ideas they might come up with, because they already used a lot in Hyrule Warriors, and I can't imagine them repeating themselves too much. Yeah, and, um, you know, there, there's only... It's, it's tougher, because you're confined to the one game. And, of course, Breath of the Wild is a massive, massive game, but, you know, as we'll talk about here, there is kind of a, a narrower scope for what you can bring in and, and where you can go and the enemies that you can fight, unless you want to get really, really crazy. So, basically, what we're going to do here today is we are going to uh, hypothesize what we think is uh, is fairly likely in terms of DLC for Age of Calamity, and then what we would want to see weaved in. And uh, we're going to get your guys' thoughts, of course. Let us know what you think over on Zelda Dungeons Discord. But um, first and foremost, Al, I guess we should just start off with the 
I labeled them the practical aspects of the of the downloadable content. What is like things like gameplay wise and not story or character wise, but like just like strictly gameplay wise. So I think that um, let's start off with something that is fairly. I feel like this is going to be a slam dunk. Um, I feel like it's almost a certainty that we're going to get extra skins and costumes for our playable characters. Uh, there are so many like different outfits that Link has in Breath of the Wild, and not all of them made their way into Age of Calamity. I think it would be really cool if you actually got some different outfits for like some of the other characters too. Like imagine like a, a classic great fairy skin for the great fairies, mm. or like uh, just like different. Like, maybe you could have, like, Rito, like, warrior garb for Rivali, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, I, you know, I guess, actually, I was I almost slipped out a name there I shouldn't have. So, um, I will say there are going to be some spoilers in here if you still haven't completed Age of Calamity. So, just, uh, just a heads up, we are going to talk about some definite spoilers here. So, we'll give you guys uh, a couple seconds to decide if you want to stay or if you want to bookmark this and come back. And if you're still here, awesome. We're going to keep on going. Um, yeah, I, I think that extra skins are like a slam dunk kind of a, kind of a DLC. What do you, th- what, what say you? Yeah, they did that with Hyrule Warriors, and it was definitely fun um, being able to switch your uh, skins, especially Link and Zelda got the, the highlight of it. I, I can't think of many other characters that did, but um, with Link, like there's so many amiibo armors that you get in Breath of the Wild where you get all his different kind of tunics. So, and I did, I haven't completed the game like in its entirety, but I did see that you get the Hyrule Warriors garb for Link at the end or something. And, um, if if you get a hundred percent, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, so I, I'm really excited to get there at some point, but also like you can bring in the amiibo and get maybe, the Skyward Sword armor, Twilight Princess armor, just like you did in Breath of the Wild. So I could totally see that happening. Um, same with Zelda. She's got plenty of different um, iterations of her that you can bring in her armor. But I was also thinking with um, the champions that they have some um, influence from past games. So maybe um, maybe you can bring in like uh, Darunia kind of look for Daruk or you know maybe I know Medley's like really tiny compared to Rivali but something like give him the harp or something something cool like as a as a touchback to previous games Mm -hmm. yeah that'd be cool I actually think now that you brought it up the uh the 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 armor of like the divine beast and stuff I think that would be really cool on the champions yeah yeah that would look like really really awesome and uh and very fitting I think because they're like the pilots and they should have this really cool get up or whatever and then maybe link can have his like his champion or his uh guardian armor as well um but i think that like with costumes i think that especially with age of calamity using like time travel and stuff like that i think that you can really go bonkers if you want like you can get you know you can have a costume from any other game like you could bring in the fierce deity costume and since it's just a skin it's like whatever it doesn't have to make sense you can just wear it you could you could bring in like the ocarina of time classic tunic or and i mean those actually exist in the world of breath of the wild i mean yeah they're amiibo drops but like they still exist in that world so like whatever um i think that you could do that you could get some classic skins for for zelda maybe your skyward sword outfit um something like that i could actually see those costumes from skyward sword being just like a free update to celebrate the anniversary of Skyward Sword, actually, now that I say it. But yeah, so like, I think that you could do a lot of different costumes uh, for a bunch of different people. It would be, like, it'd be pretty cool if you could get Impa and like, she could have like the classic uh, chic look from Ocarina of Time or like her Skyward Sword appearance. I think that would be fantastic. Um, or even her Hyrule Warriors appearance, I thought was, was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's like, there's a ton of different options that you could go in the different direction with. So like, I think that skins are the most practical, the most likely and the most fun, I think. Yeah. It's like, it's a no brainer for doing more skins and I, they, they milked that for all it was worth in the original Hyrule Warriors. So I have no doubt that we'll get uh, more skins or costumes for the characters in Age of Calamity. 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, and you, you had mentioned that you're uh, looking forward to seeing some different weapons too. Oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of um, when you do the amiibo for different armor pieces, um, there's also different weapon pieces that you could get, um, like uh, Zelda's light bow from Twilight Princess or even Ganondorf's sword from Twilight Princess. There's different little options that could come in to play, and I think it would be cool to get those in um, Age of Calamity. It, like, it's... To me, it seems like it's almost seamless where you can have everything that you were getting in Breath of the Wild in Age of Calamity because you basically use everything that's, like, basic anyways. So the spears and the swords and the two-handed swords and stuff. So why not have those cool uh, weapons that are a callback um, in Age of Calamity too? I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I I agree. I think that would be really fun, Um, especially because, like, in Age of Calamity, you seem to, at least for, like, everyone else that's not Link, you seem to collect, like, a million of the same weapon, or, like, there, there's a very finite amount of weapons that you collect. I think that, like, you have, I have, like, 27 light-scale spears for Mipha, for example, and that's pretty much the only thing that, you know, that, that drops. So just having, like, even different weapon variety, even if ultimately they don't really do anything differently, I think that just having that would be cool, like, having some different stats and different seals to uh, mix and match with would be, would go a long way for, especially for like the type of people that are out there that like really know their Hyrule warriors and like are able to like do that crazy, like level 200 weapon business that uh, I watched a video on and I was like, Nope, this is too hard for me. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that that'd be really cool. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. One other thing that I think, uh, that I would love to see. I don't think that this is actually going to come, but I would love to see it. I would love to see the Master Cycle show up in DLC for Link as, like, uh, a faster way to, like, travel or something like that. Or, like, maybe have him, like, use it to activate a different rune. And I know that that kind of doesn't work necessarily because you have only the four buttons and this would have to be a new button or something like that. But, like, I just think it would be so rewarding and so satisfying if you could, like, zip around on the Master Cycle. Because to me, that was, like one of the highlights of the last batch of DLC that we had for Breath of the Wild. Um, You know what I could see it as actually is something that I am kind of like eh about with uh, Age of Calamity is controlling the Divine Beast in those Divine Beast levels. But this is Link's Divine Beast, so I would love it him to have Divine oh, Beast levels. Yeah. And his are faster, maybe even time sensitive. And so you have to like take out a number of enemies faster. I definitely think that thing has the giant laser in it somewhere. And it would be cool to see what you could do with it. Maybe you can run over enemies. I don't know. Or wheelie over them. (laughs) You know? So I would love to see like a faster paced Divine Beast level with Link in his Master Cycle. Oh, that's so fantastic. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Actually, speaking of like cyberpunk zelda last week i could see it being like the motorcycle levels from uh final fantasy 7 oh which yeah were a lot of fun yeah yeah that that would be awesome i would just love to see the master cycle i think i think that like the the motorcycle in zelda is so bonkers and so ridiculous that i kind of love it and it's a shame that it doesn't show up in age of calamity so yeah that would be fantastic to add like a <laughs> more divine beast level even though yeah i guess it's a divine beast sort of it's like a horse divine beast i guess that makes sense that it's not as big as the others right yeah (laughs) i mean that's that's what he had to do he had to go through his trials to get his quote-unquote divine beast so that's the way i think of it and i could totally see him zipping around killing lots and lots of enemies with it there you go okay so i had another idea for something that i thought might be plausible for age of calamity and as as an expert in the original Hyrule Warriors, Al, you can kind of take over here and tell me if this is something that's realistic or not. But, like, I I was thinking that, like, maybe what we could have is, like, almost like an arena for online matches or whatever. And, like, you could go in, you could pick a map, and your objective is to basically eliminate your opponent. And you can, like, you can play the map, and one of you can be Link, one of you can be Zelda or whatever. And, like, you can fight each other and, like... You can battle online with a couple different people and just have like kind of a a, a sandbox arena where you can go in and fight um, an actual other player character. I know that that doesn't necessarily translate to what, you know, Hyrule Warriors wants you to do, which is like 
take out swarms of enemies like all at once with combos and stuff like that but i thought that it could be like kind of cool uh what do, what do you think is that something that like because i think that they had something they didn't have anything like that in the first hyrule warriors right um no they didn't they didn't even have like online play i don't think which is something that a lot of people have wanted because like for example, mm-hmm. I don't play a lot with my family, but I'd love to play a lot with my friends online, so it'd be nice to play with them. But I can see that maybe, like, if you're set on a map, you have two sides, you know, one is the blue side, one is the red side, and you have to go and get each other's, like, outposts and stuff. Um, and whoever gets all the outposts and defeats the most enemies of the other team and the person who's playing wins. And, you know, you could still kind of save your outposts by going back and taking them back from the other team. So I could see yeah, that. Cool. I could see that happening. I don't think it will, but <laughs> I could totally see it being a thing. However, it will probably be one of those things where the, the really, like, uh, like the BA players, you know, like on Smash, who are just god tier, would just destroy everybody. So <laughs> I could see that being an issue. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have some kind of matchmaking for sure. Like, yeah, and, and maybe, maybe that is kind of unrealistic. But I do like the capture the uh, the outpost kind of idea. My second part of that was like they could just introduce online co op play because you took the words yeah. out of my mouth, like. Like, I don't have anyone to play with here, right? Like, so I would love to... I think that a lot of these missions would be a lot easier with a second player, but it's, you know, they're not... It's not like second players are readily available. So it, it does seem kind of kind of weird that online play isn't an option here. So I, I could see that being potentially part of a, a downloadable content package as well. Yeah, and the cool thing about that is one thing I hate about co-op play on both Hyrule Warriors is... The split screen, like, I don't care which direction the split screen is. It's really annoying. I want my whole screen. So if you're playing online, you would have your own screen, um, each player, because, you know, you're separated. So why would you need a split screen? (laughs) So I would appreciate that. I I just think that it's so, like, obvious. And it's, like, this should have been included in the base game already, right? Like, imagine the fun that you could have with this. You could set up, like, little... um, little tournaments or or like age of calamity nights or something like that Uh, Mm -hmm. i I think that that is like a no-brainer although i like the fact that it's not in the base game though i make maybe it's just not feasible online or something like that maybe the switch just can't handle it i'm not sure i guess so i mean we all kind well at least i did but we kind of thought that um it would be in the definitive edition where you could play online with friends it made so much sense, but then it wasn't there. So maybe it is something that they tried and it wasn't working, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I I don't know, but it seems it seems like it should be there. But now that I'm saying it, if it if it wasn't there for definitive, and it wasn't there in Age of Calamity to begin with, maybe we shouldn't hold our breath. I don't know, but yeah. I hope I hope that that's part of the DLC package. Um. So I have, I have two other things before we get to what everybody really wants to hear about, which is our story ideas and playable characters. But one thing that I think uh, this game desperately needs is new enemies to fight. And um, I'll go over that a little bit when we get to our story ideas. But like, I, I think that even if you just create some new enemies from scratch, they don't even have to be like classic Zelda enemies necessarily. But like... I think that you desperately need some new enemies in this, like, DLC. Because there's only so many times that you can fight a Moblin, you can fight a Hinox, yeah. you can fight a Lionel. Um, and, and you know what? That, that's true of Breath of the Wild. Like, there wasn't a ton of enemy variety there. But, of course, the difference is that that game really is centered around exploring and puzzles. Whereas this game is directly centered on combat. And for that, you need enemies. And so, like, when you're fighting the same enemies over and over and over and over again it really stands out that, you know, there isn't that many different enemies in this game. So I I think that they should definitely introduce some new enemies or some new monsters or something like that. If you want to go back and, like, pull out the the re-deads or the like-likes or or whatever from Classic Zelda, perfect. If you just want to make up, like, a a Mecha Moblin or something like that, perfect. I don't care, but, like, I think that we need some, some new enemies in this DLC. Yeah, my my thing is that, okay, like, I love grinding games. I don't have a problem with grinding at all. But, you know, when you 
when someone like me is saying, oh, I'm so sick of fighting moblins and I'm so tired of having to get the material I need to upgrade my people from Lionels and Hinoxes and Taluses, it's just like, ugh, I don't like fighting these anymore because I fought so much. Then you know that you should probably have some more variety in the game because, like I said, I enjoy the grinding of games, but like not as much as I've been doing with Age of Calamity. I kind of gotten bored at this point. So I would also like um, not just more enemies, but some of the more like super minor ones, like um, uh, the Octorox and the mini Taluses. Like they have some in some levels, but there's like five. You know what I mean? So just put some more in there. Yeah. One of my favorite levels actually is you play Sidon and you're just like beating up Octorox, and there's like a uh, hundred Octorox in the level, and it's literally called like the the Octorox problem or, or something like that and like it's just a really nice change of pace and so, yeah, I, yeah i totally agree with you there there you go but yeah i i'm i'm hoping because i can i can only fight so many more moblins uh i tell you what um the other thing that kind of goes hand in hand with that is i'm hoping for more locations and more maps and i, I think that that is going to be a slam dunk as well like there's definitely going to be some more maps if there's dlc um, I was thinking, like, you know, Breath of the Wild is such a ginormous game. You have this, like, limitless supply of, of areas that you could pick from. And some of the areas that didn't make it into Age of Calamity were a little bit surprising to me. So, like, my immediate thought was, like, oh, it would be awesome to go into the Colosseum and, like, fight people or fight or whatever. I'm, I'm surprised that that wasn't already a thing. And it's doubly surprising because I think that there is... Um, a stage called like the Colosseum, but you just fight inside of a shrine, right? Um, yeah, kind of. You just fight um different levels of enemies and different numbers of enemies, as far as I know. It's just a so, shrine. So, yeah, when and I feel like being in the actual Colosseum would have been like really cool. Um, I, I think that uh, Eventide Island is one that's like such a obvious. Well, that that one's so obvious to me. It's like. That would be a perfect thing to like, okay, here's the challenge. You you literally fight naked and uh, go. You know what I mean? Like use your runes, use your use your abilities as best you can. But like that that's a location that I feel like was pretty, pretty, pretty uh, iconic in Breath of the Wild and it didn't get into the games. And, and another one that I was thinking of too, and it might be a good opportunity to kind of shift focus, but I was like, that would be really cool if you were in like, the labyrinth and you did have to find your way around this maze and like yes you can still fill it with a bunch of enemies but it could also serve as like kind of a uh a, a different a different meal if you will in age of calamity where it's like it's not necessarily combat focus it's more exploration focused so those were some of the ones that came to my mind off the top of my head but like i i think like new maps in general is something that that's got to be it's got to be coming yeah, I agree with that. Those now that I didn't ever think about that, but now that you're saying them, it makes total sense. And even with like Eventide Island or whatever, a beach level in general, because I feel like we didn't have one. You know, you kind of have yeah. all these different type of areas, but you didn't have like a beach or. I mean, I guess I guess Zora's domain was kind of watery because of uh, the rain, because it was raining and dumping. But like, I don't know, just kind of a cool beach water level would be nice so i would agree with that and i think yeah eventide is like an easy answer for that one because it's so far out of the way and you could just kind of add that part of the map into it i think that would be mm -hmm. cool for sure we didn't really get anything in floria did we um in terms think, of levels i think we got there was the one in like the jungle kind of hmm, okay um but it and it's like it's like Zelda's like really down on herself in that level and you're just kind of trying to escape. But it was mm, like really right. quick. Yeah. It was like a one fur and then you were done, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's I mean, there, there's so much of the map that you could explore. I, I saw people saying that they wanted to, to play in like the Gerudo Highlands or like the, uh, what's that temple called with all the guardian statues that has the, the Tunic of the Wild temple. in it? The that Forgotten would be a, Temple. Yeah, that would be cool. God, that would be so cool, actually. Like, that would be... That would be a sick Master Cycle level, actually. <laughs> Going I'm, through there, avoiding lasers. 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of understand where they were coming from, where they have at least something in every area. But, you know, some of these spots are such a highlight in Breath of the Wild. Like, why not just throw them in, too? So what if they're, it's another snowy level? Or so what if it's another Death Mountain level? But at least you have these cool different spots that were so awesome in Breath of the Wild, and you could have them in Age of Calamity, too. Yeah, I agree. So that that is what I call the practical stuff like gameplay aspects of what I would want to see in uh, the DLC. But Allison, let's get to what everybody really wants to hear. They want to hear our ideas for story DLC and who we think might be um, the next playable characters. So I'll let, I'll let you decide. Do you want to talk about characters first or do you want to talk about story beats first? Let's do story last and like kind of end on a bang. Okay. Well, we'll take it away then. First. Okay, so we're going to go with characters, right? Um, sure, yeah. I think that we have an opportunity to get characters that we didn't get in Hyrule Warriors. So obviously you could bring back some characters that were in Hyrule Warriors, and I have an idea for that in one of my story aspects. But, like, there's so many characters that people wanted in Hyrule Warriors that we didn't get. We didn't get Groose, we didn't get Vati, you know, like... Why, like, obviously there are a few characters that we could have from Breath of the Wild itself that were introduced in Age of Calamity but weren't playable. But I think that with DLC, there's an opportunity to go back and get characters from the past, too. Yep. Uh, yep. You took the words out of my mouth. I, you know what? I think we had um, somebody did some data mining or something like that. And they found the, the little icons for, like, Aster and Suga. And it seems inevitable that those guys are going to be playable characters, which I think is kind of boring. Because, like, I don't know. I, I thought Aster absolutely sucked. He was uh, he was, he was just awful. Um, Suga, is, he was okay. But, I mean, you already have Master Koga. So, like, I feel like you don't need two of them. Because I feel like their stuff is very similar. Um, and, and possibly Pura and, and Robbie are playable characters, too. So, those guys seem to make the most sense. And that's probably what's going to happen is those guys are going to end up being playable characters. But yeah, I agree. I feel like that's just like kind of boring. Um, because Age of Calamity is like going into this time travel business and Terrico can open portals to worlds and stuff like that. Like, I think that, like you said, you have like a limitless option of, of people that you can bring in. Like if you want to bring in uh, like Groose like, okay, let's open up the world to the to the Skyward Sword timeline or whatever. Like, maybe you can bring in the four Links from Four Swords Adventures and they can play as one character or, like, whatever, right? Like, you can you can really go crazy. And I think that because it's DLC, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be necessarily canon. Um, because, like, like, I mean, in, the, in Age of Calamity, you can play as Calamity Ganon. And obviously... Nobody is saying that Calamity Ganon is is a good guy. He's just, like, a cool little bonus. So I feel like your playable characters can, like, kind of echo that, right? Where, like, you could just have these characters that are a cool bonus to have. And like you rightly say, I, I don't feel like there's anyone really left in the world of Breath of the Wild. Maybe Cass. Cass would be cool. But, like, other than that, I, I don't know if there's anyone left that, like, I'm really, like, yeah, this guy should be... A playable character in Age of Calamity. Like, I, I think Age of Calamity really took all the heavy hitters and made them playable already. So, yeah, I, I think that they should just go bonkers and see, like, you know, the four links, great. Like, Vadi, great. Um, uh, I don't know, Yuga, great. Hilda, great. Like, all these different characters that, that weren't in the first Hyrule Warriors. I think that they have a really good opportunity to, like, bring them over. Or maybe... Maybe, Allison, if we want to get really lofty here, we could get uh, a character who has yet to be introduced, but maybe will be in Breath of the Wild 2. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? It's, I just think that, you know, when we were, when we were kind of trying to guess what this game was going to be back before it was released, you and I were pretty, like, single-minded in the fact that we wanted it to be 100 years ago exactly as it was supposed to be told and and then it turned out not to be that so at this point because you've introduced time travel because you've kind of made this storyline that isn't real in breath of the wild <laughs> it is real now so like why not just go nuts you know just let's just go yeah. 
let's just go crazy with it. And, um, oh, shoot, I just had an idea, but I kind of lost it. Um, oh, Aster. With Aster, okay, so one of the DLC um, in Hyrule Warriors is you get to see more of Sia. Um, I think it's part of the DLC. I can't remember if it was original or not. But you get to see more of her story and kind of understand her motives and stuff. She's like this this character that's not really part of Zelda whatsoever. But, you know, she, now she is because she's in Hyrule Warriors. And you do get to see her motives. So maybe if we get it in DLC with Aster as a playable character, there'll be some bonus levels where we get to see, like, his um, origins, his reason for everything because he was bare in this game it was so awful yeah. like his fighting style was cool i did like i did like the way he fought and it, i thought it was neat the, at least the first time i fought him but i think this is a good opportunity for them to if they're going to give us aster to give a story with him as well yeah i agree i i had that written down in my story notes where it's like uh, if we absolutely have to have aster as a playable character, at least tell us who he is and why we should care about him because I do not care about him at all. He yeah. is like, he's a creative villain, generic as can possibly be villain. Uh, he even has the like evil bad guy cackle. Um, he, he's just like, he's just kind of there and he has no, no story, has no motivations. He has no nothing. And if we absolutely have to see him, as a playable character then okay let let's give some levels based on aster let's see him fight through the hyrule guard let's see him fight guardians when they were like good guys or good guardians um mm. and let's see what the hell that dark terrico actually is and how he gets it and maybe use a little bit of knowledge to to show us how he corrupts it um because yeah he's just like he's a poor man's gear and I don't know. I, I thought he was like really, really lame in in yeah. the game. So. I didn't even think he was Gearheim level. I thought he was a Yuga clone. He looks just like Yuga to me. Sounds like him. Moves like him. Kind of stands like well, him he, too. <laughs> he, he's a discount version of both. He, yeah, like, there you go. You you order you order Gearheim on Wish and Aster is what shows up at your doorstep. Okay? <laughs> I love that. That's what I'm talking about. With I Aster. love it. <laughs> And once again, I, I'm rewatching The Office. Shout out to Netflix Canada for keeping The Office, by the oh, way. Oh, garbage. Uh, and, and we just got to Astard, and I can't help, but every single time I see and say the name Aster, I just want to say Astard. So this, it, he just, he's terrible. He sucks. So if, if we have to, if we absolutely have to play as Astard, at least give us some story behind this guy at least please i can see that being a high possibility honestly like that's that's also a no-brainer but since i've seen it in the original hyrule warriors like i don't doubt that they'll do that i can see that being super high possibility that we'll get that and i'm actually kind of excited i would really like to know more about him yes i i would too i don't want to dislike the guy okay i want to like aster but i have no reason to at all right now so hopefully they can change that yeah exactly um while we're on the subject of story kind of character driven dlc levels i thought that it would be very cool to maybe have like kind of a similar scenario where you're playing as terrico or maybe even dark terrico i don't know if dark terrico has a name does he have a name uh harbinger like harbinger ganon or something yeah so maybe maybe we're playing as Harbinger Terrico or something like that. And we find out why and what he is. And we find out what Terrico is. Because, like, this time-traveling Guardian really came out of left field. And I don't need to have every single detail explained to me. But I think if, you, if you're going to do some story DLC, that would be a pretty cool place to start. Like, maybe explain what exactly he is. Maybe it would be a really good opportunity to actually introduce Zelda's mother... Maybe Zelda's mother built Terrico with the intent purpose of like, uh, I don't know, maybe she can, she can see into the future or something like that and, and realize that he would be needed one day and uh, whatever. So I, I think that that's maybe a, a cool opportunity to have a little side story with Terrico and Zelda's mother. And maybe there's like kind of a divergent path where Dark Terrico uh, meets the Aster story or something like that and he's corrupted. I don't know. I, I think that you could have some fun with that though. 
you could come out of that with dark dark Terrico being a character too because I mean uh, it kind of feels like they fight differently I, if I'm remembering right it's been a little bit of time since I played or fought dark Terrico but um he kind of has all this like malice and stuff and so I could totally see them being two playable characters and having two different fighting styles Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that would be interesting. I'd be down for that. Um, and, and maybe like one of your new playable characters too could be Zelda's mother. And uh, uh, I mean, obviously we have we have no idea what kind of fighting style she would have, what kind of design she would have. But I I think that that could be interesting because I don't think we've ever seen Zelda's mother in the in the franchise. Yeah, I think like, the ever. only time. Uh... And I could be wrong about this. The only time I feel like I've ever heard about Zelda's mother is her being Tetra's mother, giving her the the piece of the Triforce and making her the captain of the pirates. So that's like the only other hint of Zelda having a mother that I've ever heard. So, yes, it would be awesome to get some more family ties, not only for Zelda, but for Link, too. Because, you know, Link also has a father in this game that we know of who's a knight. So it would be kind of cool to see that interaction you know yeah where is his father like all we know is that he's a knight and the million dollar question too allison do you think that king rome was as much of a douche before zelda's mom died or did that happen after (laughs) (laughs) i think it happened after (laughs) well there there you go we could see a whole new king rome uh in this dlc too so that's just one idea that's one idea but uh I, I saw this suggested, and actually I think you have it written down as well, and I don't know how feasible that this would actually be in terms of, like, DLC, because to me, this would be a whole new game, but one idea that you could have is you could actually show what happened 100 years before uh, Breath of the Wild, like the game's marketing says that you can. Um, obviously, obviously, the events of Age of Calamity are not what happens 100 years before Breath of the Wild. They kind of pulled a bait and switch here. So you could maybe show the events of like what did happen. And maybe maybe it's as simple as like everything kind of happens the way that it does up until chapter five. But maybe in chapter five, um, the new champions never come back in time and you, and you do get to see the demise of the old champions. And like you can kind of, I guess, play the next level there. You can fight the battle where Link ultimately falls, and then you could fight one final battle as Zelda going into Hyrule Castle against Ganon. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that could be something, but to me, it, it almost seems like you'd need an entire game to do that properly, which is kind of weird because that's exactly what we thought Age of Calamity was. So I don't know. What do you think, Al? Um, I think that... It could easily... The only reason that this isn't what happened 100 years ago is because of Terrico. So my... What I thought would make this story work is the game begins with the story we know. Zelda's protecting Link. She activates her power. Terrico kind of turns on and goes back in time. I think if you have the game in the past as it's supposed to be before that point, like, I don't know if you have, like, you ha- kind of separate it into two books or something so that you have other chapters that happen before the chapters in Age of Calamity. And then you have um, all the events, but Terrico isn't there. And then you lead up to that point that's at the start of Age of Calamity where Terrico wakes up. He goes back in time. And then you're repeating the game, but Terrico's there changing things. Hmm. Yeah, okay. That okay. sounds so crazy, but, like, it's the only way that I think it works. Because I don't think you should have the events from 100 years ago with Terrico in it. I think he's the reason that that the game has changed. So if Terrico wasn't there, everything would have happened as it was supposed to happen. Right. Uh, you know what? I think from a real-world practical standpoint, too... That would be really hard to market that DLC is like yeah. see what see what actually happened 100 <laughs> years ago instead like... of what we told you was 100 years ago. <laughs> yeah, remember when we told you, "Hey, look, this is what happens 100 years ago." Well, we're doing that now for real, like we promise. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, so it's it's definitely not like a super plausible thing that's going to happen, but 
dang it, I wanted that. And I'm still kind of a little salty that I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, I, I am too. Like, it, it is weird because, like we talked about on our story episode, like, both of these statements are true. I'm really upset that this isn't what happened 100 years ago like we were promised, but I really liked the story of Age of Calamity. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, it's this weird kind of paradoxical thing that they've created. But, yeah, I don't know. So I have... um one of my story ideas, and you've got a bonkers one, and I've got a slightly less bonkers one here, so I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll go first, and we'll end on yours, because yours okay. is sweet. And mine is very vague, but I I still want to fuse those two statements that I just said together somehow, where I love the story, but I'm upset that it didn't actually show what happened. And, and maybe I'm just being stubborn, but I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there's a way that we can merge that so that both of those statements are now kind of true i love the story and it is what actually happened before breath of the wild so i don't have any grand ideas i don't know how they would do it but i think for me the dream scenario is a story dlc where like maybe there's a new threat maybe it's even corpse ganondorf or something um you could even you could even bring back asteroid if you really needed to but you set up a scenario where you you can play around with time okay and now you have now you have time kind of merging into one so like the events of age of calamity somehow do lead into the events of breath of the wild and like like i said maybe it's kind of like that terminator 3 deal where like uh i i don't know i don't know how they would do this it feels like they're probably too far gone to do this but like use the story to like mend the timelines together so you can still have the events of Age of Calamity influence Breath of the Wild and the events of Age of Calamity influence Breath of the Wild 2. Because, you know, we've been assuming that Breath of the Wild 2 will kind of take place in the same timeline as Breath of the Wild, which I think is a safe assumption. But we also assume that this would take place in that same timeline, and it totally didn't. So I, I don't know. But I would love if there was, like, a story DLC that could somehow, some way, uh, tie the knots together between Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild 2, and Age of Calamity. Because right now it feels like those are three separate strings, all dangling, hanging on by a thread, and blowing in the wind. I want to see them rope together to be one cohesive piece of rope. That was the, that was a very strong rope metaphor there, but I feel like it worked. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. I don't know if you have any ideas, Al, but I, that's that's what I would love to see. That's what I want to see happen. I mean, uh, yeah. I, it's funny that you don't think that idea is bonkers because I think it's bonkers. <laughs> um, it's just I, I really want Breath of the Wild to – maybe I'm just – I'm really not that creative of a person. I'm not good at thinking outside the box. I'm pretty like – set in my parameters so i really want breath of the wild 2 to follow breath of the wild and have nothing to do with age of calamity like at all i really don't but maybe after breath of the wild 2 comes out and we know the story maybe we can kind of see how the age of calamity timeline because it's obviously split now would build into that world and what how that might affect the world of breath of the wild 2 with having the champions be alive or I don't know, are they alive at this point? Cause it's been a hundred years or I don't know what, like I can totally see them taking the story of breath of the wild two and running with it with age of calamity kind of parallel, but I don't know about mending the, the, the timelines altogether to be a right. end point of breath of the wild two. <sighs> because, because you know what, I'm going to say something and you'll probably dump on it, but like, if there was a way that made sense, I would actually love to see the champions like alive in Breath of the Wild 2. Because like those are four beloved characters, and if if there was a way that made storyline sense and did not undermine what happened in Breath of the Wild, then I I think I would be open to the idea of them surviving and playing uh, a role in Breath of the Wild 2. What I think that Age of Calamity did that was very smart though is it it gave you more of a connection to the new champions so now if the new champions presumably 
play a role in Breath of the Wild 2. We feel more attachment to them as well. So does having the old champions kind of undermine the new champions? I, I don't really know. It's like, it's such a it's such a complicated uh, bag of worms that Nintendo has opened up and, and given us here. And yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how they would do it. If I had to pick, yeah, I just want Breath of the Wild 2 to follow Breath of the Wild. Um, the the stuff that occurred in Age of Calamity was a little bit too bonkers and too too like Terminator for me. But if if there was a way, I would be open to the possibility of like weaving all of those stories together and taking Breath of the Wild two taking the influences of both of those games and using them in in its own game. But I I don't I don't see that way. I'm not gonna lie. I don't see how that could happen if you guys out there listening have any good ideas tweet at me and let me know but yeah i, mean, I don't know it I, would I don't be, know it'd be interesting too because breath of the wild still takes place 100 years after age of calamity so and i feel like the only real characters that remember link from 100 years ago are like the zoras and maybe the sheikah i feel like none of the other different races really remember him or know him at all so at this point, like, who would outlast that 100 years of the champions? Probably Mifa. Um, may, yeah. And Impa's already there, so we know that she lives that long. Um, but I don't know if Daruk and Rivali and uh, Urbosa would live that long. Or Rivali, heck, uh, Link and Zelda are going to be 100 years old at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's totally true. They, by rights, they shouldn't even... They should be, like, 100 and whatever 20 years old by the time that that uh, breath of the wild takes place and i have a hard time seeing 120 year old link beating calamity ganon um <laughs> yeah i i don't it's just it's such a such a, a smorgasbord of like weird and different things that nintendo has has offered up by deciding to do this goofy alternate timeline business and what i think will probably happen is age of calamity is just going to be its own thing and exist in a bubble, which is exactly what we said we didn't want it to do. But I think that that's the direction that we're going to have to go. Uh, what You know what? We said this about uh, Age of Calamity in general back when we were kind of predicting what we wanted to see in that game. But I think that maybe what the DLC could do as well is I would I would think that it would be like so cool if, like I said, they could weave this all these stories together and come up with something for Breath of the Wild 2. If they could give us like a small teaser for Breath of the Wild 2. I think that would be like really interesting. Oh yeah, we were kind of we were hoping for that um Marvel style end credits uh teaser trailer. I, I think at this point too. it's probably too late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh still would have been cool. But yeah, I get you. So A guy can dream. Yeah, we can all dream about that. And I mean, yeah, probably not as far as that goes, but you know, the DLC Maybe even having something run parallel would still be cool, you know, with the events that happen between Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild 2. I would like to see, you know, what this parallel world would be doing in in that new disaster that we're that we're probably seeing in Breath of the Wild 2. So, right. We'll just have to see what they think of. Um, I have a crazy idea for you. I want to hear it. Okay. I want to hear it all. So, when you gave us, Nintendo, a time-traveling guardian, you just opened the doors for everything. <laughs> so, in the original Hyrule Warriors, Sia and Lana can kind of, like, bend the dimensions where they pulled um, characters from the different timelines, basically. They didn't time-travel, they just opened, like, dimension doors. But Terrico can time travel. So I kind of have this idea where Terrico's kind of messing around, doing his little thing, and he accidentally stumbles through a time portal, and he goes back in the timeline to some point at an older Zelda game. Let's say maybe he lands in Ocarina of Time or something. And he's like, oh, how do I get back to my own time? But he um, has this, like, way of finding Zelda's signature, right? Like her essence, maybe? Yeah. So... He kind of finds the Zelda of that timeline, and he's like, and they go on adventures, have like maybe a story mode that they do a couple levels together, and then Terrico's like, "Ooh, I feel a new signature. Maybe this is my Zelda." And he goes through time, and he winds up in Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, you know, where he kind of's like, "Oh, I see this new Zelda, but it's still not my Zelda." 
So I just have this idea where he's kind of like stumbling through time trying to find his way back. But this way we get to go back into the other games just like we did with Hyrule Warriors. We can see um, some old characters that we did have in Hyrule Warriors. Or like I said earlier, we can introduce new playable characters that we didn't have before like Groos or Vati. Or, you know, a number of other characters that we didn't get to see. I also think it would be cool if um, Terrico kind of got to meet some of the characters that influence the champions and the Divine Beasts. So if he got to meet Drunia or Medley or whatever, I think that would be kind of neat. And it just I think it would be this cute story where he gets to stumble through time until he makes his way back to his own time. But we get to see all these other um, uh, games represented just like we did in Hyrule Warriors. You know what? That right there somehow sounds less bonkers than the idea that I just pitched, actually. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, if you've already opened the door for time travel, like, let's just, let's just kick it open, let's kick it down, and let's, let's check out some of the more famous, like, people in, in, in Link and Zelda's in Zelda history. I, I think that that's, like, totally, I think that could be really fun. Um, again, it's, it's like, you don't have to play super strict with the uh the canonicity if that's even a word anymore because yeah, right. you've already kind of told everybody you've that, already like, broken it what happened <laughs> yeah, you've already broken it you've already thrown out the window so like <laughs> let's just go bonkers let's have some fun let's go meet four swords links let's go meet vadi from the minish cap let's like why not right like you've already you've already told people that the events of this game are not what actually happens so like go crazy i i feel like i i don't know if that's like super likely but i feel like if they if they announce tomorrow this is what we're doing for the dlc i i would just be like okay you know what fine whatever we've already time traveled back to one alternate timeline why can't we go and time travel back to previous games and, and see what's going on yeah exactly and i'd love to see Terrico interact with the different Zeldas too just yeah because he you know he's so attached to her he loves her so much that it just would be so cute for him to be like you're not my Zelda but like I <laughs> I still have a connection to you because of this uh you know this um power and persona that you have throughout your different iterations so he can like feel her but it's still not his and he wants to get back I just think that's so cute and you know how Terrico and Impa kind of have this like I don't know, tense energy with each other. I don't know why they hate each other in Age of Calamity, but it'd be kind of funny to for him to go back and see, like, super scary Impa from Ocarina of Time or something like that and just be like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Take me back to the other one. So I've got uh, I've got the proverbial cherry on top of the, uh, the cake here, Allison. Okay. So imagine that this plays out exactly like you said and Terrico is traveling through time and he's finding all of the different zeldas we scroll through skyward sword twilight princess ocarina of time etc and he finally lands on princess zelda from breath of the wild but not the princess zelda that he knows by god but the one with short hair the one who's carrying a torch the one who ends up in breath of the wild 2 that right there is how we get our breath of the wild 2 teaser at the end of the the bonkers story DLC, I guess that kind of uh, that introduces Terrico into the like quote unquote real timeline of Breath of the Wild, but that could be a nice little Easter egg. I don't know. That could be the connection between my my crazy idea and your crazy idea. It, yeah, it Ter- could. Terrico could just you know be traveling through time and be the one that winds up making that rope at the end. Heck, maybe he'll just combine the whole timeline. Just do it. <laughs> it's already broken that be, anyways. <laughs> uh, that'd be good. If if Terrico can can fix the ridiculous Legend of Zelda timeline, then I'm all for that. Like what a mess, you know. Although, <laughs> although to to be fair, to be fair, you have never seen a fan base so concerned with knowing the exact chronological order of things as you have with Legend of Zelda. So like in, in that regard, I I I just like I'm okay with the timeline being kind of a mess in what it is, but for this specific example of Age of Calamity leading into Breath of the Wild two, leading into Breath of the Wild, it, it it still is disappointing that they don't tie together like we had hoped. Yeah, I agree with that. 
I agree with that 100%. And you know what? Actually, I saw this video the other day. This is kind of going off kilter here. But somebody said, you think Zelda's timeline is crazy? You should look at Pokemon's. Apparently, Pokemon has, like, a crazy cluster F timeline. <laughs> like the games do. So, I mean, I guess it could always be worse. I guess. I, uh... I'm a veteran of almost every mainline Pokemon game, and I don't—I I don't know—I don't—I don't feel like it's that complicated. I mean, it's not like you're playing as the same guy over and over, right? Mm -mm. But uh, apparently, I, I there's I, different. Maybe I'll like, have to watch that video because I'm yeah. not sold. Yeah, <laughs> it's like different universes and different dimensions. It's crazy. As long as Hop isn't in all the <laughs> all the other timelines, I'm totally okay with that. Right. Um. But yeah, so I mean, there it is. Uh, there's our theories for the uh, the DLC for Age of Calamity. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just like I'm really holding out hope that they can somehow tie it all together. Although I just I don't see how they're gonna do it. I don't see, and I don't think that they think that it's a concern. I feel like they're fine with the story that they told, and maybe aren't aware that like there are a lot of fans that are slightly disappointed at the the story that we got versus the story that we were promised so yeah. i don't know i'm not super hopeful but you know that that's what i'm that's what i'm hanging my hat on and that's what i hope that they can pull out yeah and i'm i i'm in agreement with that i just don't think they had the best marketing choice overall i think it's the marketing's fault that we're disappointed at least but we still liked it and i think we were gonna like it oh, yeah. either way yeah yep um I'm, and i'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that DLC is probably imminent. Um, usually, in years past, we've usually had directs in uh, February, because I, I believe that that's when the fiscal quarter ends. So I wouldn't be entirely surprised to see something go down in February, uh, maybe some kind of Zelda direct or something like that, since, uh, you know, this is the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. So yeah, I, I don't think that we'll have to wait too, too long for that announcement, at least. All right. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping for this new year and a bunch of Zelda content. Speaking of uh, new year and new Zelda content, I'm going to give everybody listening a, a little bit of a rundown of what to expect from the show here uh, coming up in the next couple weeks. Next week, we are going to be talking about our, our hopes and dreams for the Legend of Zelda series in 2021. Of course, we all know that it's the 35th anniversary, so we asked all of the writers at Zelda Dungeon to kind of pool their ideas together and, and tell us what they're really hoping for from the series in the new year. So we're going to be reviewing that. Uh, we are back the week after that with a retrospective of some of the most infamous Zelda games ever created. That's right. We are talking about the CDI games. And uh, if you didn't know, they've actually just been remade by a very talented uh, developer named Doppley. So we're going to play the remakes and we're going to give you our feedback on them. Uh, we are going to be back after that with a Twilight Princess Ask Us Anything. So everybody listening, you know that this is going to be good. This is what I've been waiting for my whole life. So we're going we're gonna to have a Twilight <laughs> Princess-specific episode where you can ask anything you want, and we will give you honest answers. The week after that, the worst dungeons in the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, we've been cooking this one up for a while, so excited to finally share that with you. Second week of February, we are going to make Allison play Oracle of Ages, for the first time ever and have her give her thoughts in our Oracle of Ages retrospective. So very excited for that one. And I'm excited to have you play Oracle of Ages, Al. I'm excited to play it and finally get closer to completing my uh, list of playing all the Zelda games that there is. I only have two left and Oracle of Ages is one of them. So There you go. And the week after that, uh, to kind of end off the 20-year the anniversary of the Oracle games... We are going to be ranking all of the dungeons in The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons. So we have got a jam-packed, uh, almost two months worth of shows here coming up for you guys. Um, now that I've laid that all out, Nintendo is definitely going to come out and announce something that's going to mess everything up that we just said. But <laughs> if nothing else, then at least uh, at least you have some good news if we do all these shows, or we have some good news if they announce something. So I think that's a win-win. There you go. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited too. Uh, any last words, Al? Before we before we get out of here, any final thoughts on the DLC? Um, nope. But I agree with you that uh, I don't think we're far from hearing news about it. So we'll see. 
and I can't wait to talk about what we are given. There you go. And if you have a cool story idea about how Nintendo could possibly connect uh, all of these these timelines together, make sure that you hit me up. Let me know at Spateri316. That's it. That's all we are going to get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and thank you for making 2020 such a successful year for the Champions Cast. We hope that we can be even better in 2021. Um, we are going to get out of here. Of course, we want you to check us out over on Podbean and iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, go like, and subscribe, leave us a five-star review. If you think we've earned it, we would really appreciate that. Uh, and of course we want you to check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateria 316 and Allison is at Allison Aletha. Thank you everyone for listening in 2020. Happy new year for 2021. And uh, we can't wait to talk tons and tons of Legend of Zelda with you this year. Until next week, everyone, take care.